So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup, Ha Ha and K. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the series premiere of Love During Lockup. In this episode, we are introduced to Max, a fitness model who likes to flex, Haley, a Cruella fan, and her guide Deontay, a genius, Indy and Harry, who are spiritually married, Gabby, who is getting financial support from her prison boyfriend, Chris, and Ty, who has a vision board for all her inmate boyfriends. You know, all 10-ish of them. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going? Good. It's been a while since we've been on this channel. Oh, that's right. That's right. We've had they actually this this show actually took a little bit of time off in between seasons. Not like ninety day. They just one right after the other. Although we <laughs> yeah. did get something saying that uh, Love After Lockup was going to have a new season starting in March. Okay, I could definitely see this being done by then. Um. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially if uh, they're not getting released. And it really only right. seems like we have possibly one group where the release is possibly happening soon. Depends and, on who you believe on, on <laughs> who oh, you're right, trust exactly. on how they – when people get released. Yes, where did that news come from? <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, that's funny because I wasn't even thinking of uh, her. But yes, that is a good point. Um, why don't we get started off with the other one where she seems to think that his uh, release is imminent and they actually did the sneak preview on this couple. So let's get started with Haley and Dalton. All right. We're in Highland, Texas, where we meet Haley, who is writing a poem for her prison boyfriend, Dalton. Haley is 26 and a cleaning technician. Dalton is in prison for burglary and evading arrest, uh, and he was arrested a year ago. His sentence is for eight years, but don't worry, Mr. O, Dalton is a genius. He dropped out of school in eighth grade and immediately took his GED and passed. It ends up that Haley and Dalton had both gone to the same middle school where Haley remembers him, but he didn't really remember her. Dalton comes from a good family with money, he claims, and he admits that something did go wrong. Dalton, uh, he's been uh, talking with Haley for about six months, and three months ago, they finally got to see each other in person. Dalton thinks that Haley is his soulmate because of basically what he said is how he feels when he's with her. Haley is a single mom, and she's getting paid because she received an $80,000 settlement uh, because she was a passenger of a DUI. Haley goes to see her attorney, where she is asking his advice about Dalton's situation. She hands him a stack of papers about three <laughs> inches thick, <laughs> so which is basically Dalton's rap sheet. Despite this, Haley has high hopes and faith that Dalton will change. It ends up that Haley has also paid for Dalton's current attorney to the tune of $12,500, and in total, she admits to spending about $25,000 on Dalton. The attorney just has no words and believes she is being taken advantage of. He tells her to get out of this whole situation quickly because Dalton's just not going to change and he's a career criminal. We find out during a commercial break that Haley isn't worried about Dalton's um, package because he's traced his dick for her and she was <laughs> impressed by the drawing. <laughs> All right. Oh, so man. after carrying around a literal binder of evidence, why do you think Haley doesn't see Dalton as a career criminal? I don't know, because she's really dumb. Yeah, like, she's just she's. Already on the scale of people we've seen, one of the dumbest people we've seen. Like, right, right. I mean, just based on her poem and not oh, just gosh. her poem, but like showing us her poem and her like handwriting. Like, yeah. It looked like a second grader's handwriting. And it's funny. This is the something. Did you notice that on the poem thing, there was like this picture of a dog? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing though. I had this on when my – you know, 13-year-old was like in the other room doing something and she kind of came in and was like, oh, God, I hate that dog. I was like, that dog? What you know dog what that dog is? It? It's like 
a dog that you like kids do in elementary school and you're like you start with it there was an armless man and he went up a mountain and as you tell the story you like draw a deeper part of the dog and i was like so are we agreeing that she has the mental capacity of a third grader right now because that's about (laughs) what it seems like especially because like i said it's like you tell the dog's story as you draw the picture yeah right and it's the whole thing so at the end you're like and then there was a dog and you're like oh look it's a dog how car you're crazy but if she sent him the whole picture of the dog, it doesn't make – it doesn't work. Oh, goodness. It did come off as kind of childish, uh, the letters and things like that. And it did remind me of middle school. I mean, she talked about middle school, but then maybe Dalton's into that since middle school was the last time he was actually it's, in school. Sounds like he peaked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But we were actually talking about this offline. She actually just looks like a child too. So when you yeah. say like she's a single mom, it's just – I have a hard time wrapping my head around it just because she's just it's her body type mostly because she's just so skinny and it makes yep. her look so small. And then she's doing the whole like, you know, it looks like she's experimenting with makeup like you would in middle school. High right, school, right, right. Yes. You know, very, very extensive, like go, a lot of things going on in her eyes. She's shimmery. Got, like, the a lot of shimmery, shimmery eye eyeshadow. Shadow, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All of that, you're kind of like, oh, she just seems so juvenile. Like, this is the kind of person who uses, like, different color sparkle pens to write her letters to Dalton. Yes. Oh, yeah. She has a whole thing of gel pens of all the different colors. (laughs) Right. And colors them in and writes them down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it does seem like that. She just seems very childish, which which means that it just seems like he can manipulate her. And he, yes. he, she's going to believe all of his lies, like anything he tells her. She's going right. to be like, oh, yeah. He's just, he just had a hard time. He's really trying to change this time. Well, and that's the other thing that really struck me because he was talking about how Haley is his soulmate. And then he goes through this whole laundry list of reasons. And I mean, he gave more than one. But at the same time, all the reasons he gave were basically how she made him feel like a genius, essentially. And it's kind well, of like... <laughs> <laughs> we, right. you know, we get annoyed with that, right? If you can't say what you actually love about the other person, like outside of how it makes you feel relatively, like that's so narcissist to me. Right, right. And especially like that one, especially where like she makes me feel so smart. I was like, why? Because she's really dumb. And you're <laughs> like, is that, is that it? Because she, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I want to get to the elephant in the room. Her hair. Oh, yeah. What is this Cruella DeVille hair she has going on? I don't know. Like, who I think watched? That's a thing? Maybe. <sighs> I mean, I feel like I've seen a lot of experimental bold hairs, but like, I feel like if you're going to go black and white, you're like, that's Cruella DeVille. Like, that no, is. No, it definitely is. Actually, I'm thinking of, um, it reminds me, uh, there's another cartoon character that has that same black and white. And I'm not coming up with it right now, but um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's very cartoonish either way. Cruella Deville yes. or this other cartoon right. that I'm thinking of, it's very cartoonish. Right. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I'm actually was surprised that it's only been because she did that. She was like, she had her settlement, which I have issues with the settlement too, because I, I feel like I want more of his story. I'm like, did you sue your friend after yeah, you were drunk that's driving together? Right. <laughs> That's Either that or like. the only other thing that I was like, well, you wouldn't be as judgy about is if it was like a drunk Uber driver or something like that. But I feel like they would have said that if it was a rideshare situation. Right. Which is, I don't know, seems like it's harder to do. Like I, 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 I've taken lots of Ubers while drunk. So usually they're like, you know, clearly they've been doing this all night, right? Uh, like, okay. I will say I have – a. A friend, I guess you could say. He's an Uber driver and he definitely will go pick up someone after he's been at the bar for a little bit. So just saying not all of the Uber drivers in the bunch. I just just feel like most of the Uber drivers I get when I'm drunk are definitely like, it's Friday night. I'm going to make bank. (laughs) Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. You guys need some water in that cooler? (laughs) Like, here's a bag for you in case you have to throw up. Like, they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, So part of the reason why I had said, you know, um, they thought that Dalton was going to be released somewhat soon is because I think I saw in Starcasm that Dalton actually had a parole hearing um, Mm. uh, recently and he was actually denied. 
So, but while this was filming, you know, Haley kind of had high hopes that, you know, right, Dalton right. would be out somewhat soon. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. It's just like, I really felt for a lawyer buzz here. No, oh, like, because, well, because first of all, okay, she got her $60,000 settlement and we don't right. know if that included attorney's fees or not. Right, right. Right. Now, a lot of times it depends on settlements. They make, make the settlement where the other person has to pay the attorney's fees. Mm-hmm. They might've paid buzz, but like. Honestly, if you're paying for a lawyer and it's a good lawyer to try to get your boyfriend out of his stuff, that $60,000 is going to go very oh, quickly. Oh, so quickly. Plus, let's not forget she has a child. Right. So it just seems like a poor investment when there's other things that you could be investing in your family's future. But, you know, I know how a lot of these uh, people kind of justify it. They'll be like, well, Dalton is our future. Dalton would be the father of like our family. <laughs> right. And, you know, we got to get right. dad out of jail. But she also just strikes me as somebody who would go and talk to a lawyer and the lawyer would be like, well... I don't really feel like we're going to win this appeal, but if you want to go ahead and pay me, I'll be happy to file it and go through the motions with you. And she'd be like, okay, let's do that. Yeah, but I think part of that too is because she sees this – and I think this is why they're bringing it up this way. It's like I think she sees this as like extra money, right? This isn't money that she Uh worked for necessarily. And I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it at all. You know, I'm sure there was a lot of suffering with her physical injuries of this accident. But I'm sure she kind of sees that as like extra money. Yeah, she's treating it like house money. money. Like house money. Yeah, Yeah. like this isn't this isn't even really my money, so I can spend it on whatever. Right. 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 So I mean, I don't know. Well, well, I'm sure I bet they're gonna be pretty heavily featured this season. I feel like some of these some people, you know, you kind of see them and you're like, I don't know that we'll see too much of this group. I feel like they're really going to lean into, you know, <sighs> dumb Haley. Honestly. Well, I definitely think so, too, because like I had mentioned before, this was a couple that they had done on the sneak preview. So we'd actually seen yeah. I think, the first clip before. And I believe, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the only person in this episode that they actually got to film in prison, right? Like they had to visit visit him through the window and everything. Like yes, they have other people who did so themselves – who did the J chat or whatever? Like, yeah, so far this right. time, yeah. But yeah, they actually had a crew go out and find him. All right, so let's move on, and I'm gonna hit with uh, Gabby here. So, mm-hmm. speaking of settlements, right? Mm-hmm. So we meet Gabby, who is 26, and she is talking on the phone to her 31 year old fiance Chris. He seems like he's trying to rope her into some kind of phone sex thing, but it's not clear if he knows she's on camera and she's not trying to do anything on camera. (laughs) So she lives in Orange, New Jersey, and she tells us she's always had a taste for the finer things and always manages to get what she wants. She describes herself as a man-eater and said she's never been in a relationship that was real like this one. They met through normal-ish channels since Chris is in prison with her cousin's boyfriend, and that's... He showed her a picture and then he called me, blah, blah, blah. Um, They've already had some visits that (sighs) included some side court sort of intimate actions under the table that fall short of actual sex. Mm. So they are engaged and this is where things get weird. She bought the ring because obviously he can't go shopping, but she bought it with money that he sent her. Mm. So today, her and mom are going to look at a wedding venue because Chris wants to get married like as soon as they get out, like day two. So on the way, her mom, Sharon, gives her a hard time about pretty much everything. She seems to have a little bit of a different opinion about this being Gabby's first serious relationship and that she's had lots of boyfriends that she was friggin' engaged to. (laughs) So they get to the place which Sharon immediately um, identifies as being super bougie and they check it out. They meet their, her brother Ricky there who also seems to think this whole thing is pretty rushed. So the menu is – the menu – the venue is a pretty modern place with big windows and like furniture, not like a traditional place, white all over the place. And Gabby really likes it even though it's probably going to cost about 18 grand for her 80-person wedding, which man, it makes sense because you can see like the New York skyline yeah. and the Statue of Liberty from it and everything. It was a really nice place. Yeah, very pretty. So anyway, outside, Sharon asks, how are you going to pay for this? And it turns out that Gabby won't have to pay for it at all because Chris also has a settlement. Now, this one's from a a lawsuit that he won from the prison based on, you know, abuse from the guards. His is a little bit more, $150,000, of which he's already given Gabby $60,000, which she spent on essentials, 
like paying down her credit card debt and buying a BMW. God. You know, just the things you need to live. So Sharon calls this whole situation stupid and pulls the you don't even know this guy thing. She thinks it won't work because, you know, it takes a lot to please Gabby and this guy probably doesn't have it. All right. So the question here, kind of going back, we have seen a bunch of people on this show before and it always comes up about people. Have you been sending money? Blah, blah, blah. Have we ever before seen the person who's incarcerated sending money to the person outside? No. I thought that was very intriguing, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know. It, it, she may be a very good actress, you know, because basically her sugar daddy's in prison. Yeah. That pretty much seems ideal if you're looking for a sugar daddy, right? Like, Yeah. Oh, wait. Didn't we have the that sugar. once uh, – situation i cannot remember her name because they weren't really on it for very long because he ended up never getting out but he was basically some drug dealer or something and he was and i think they were from florida and he was like giving her money i don't remember that at all yeah they were uh, maybe it was before you started watching it but could be yeah i definitely remember a situation like that he was like a rapper or something I'll, i'll look it up but yeah, so it was – yeah, we have had one other situation because he had money because of his rapper slash drug dealing, which I don't know what, how you don't seize your assets in a situation right, like that. Right, you think of all, the, of all the civil civil forfeiture stuff we'd had, you'd think of it as like you're going to jail for being a drug dealer. Like we're seizing your – we're seizing everything. Yeah, I have no idea. But it is really interesting, like her whole situation um, – yeah, just I am so suspicious of her. And yeah, I think that's not right? something we usually get on this yeah. particular show. On 90 Day Fiance, it really could be either American or foreign partner. You don't know who to be suspicious of. It could be anyone. But I think in Love After Lockup, you're usually more suspicious of, I don't know. Of, no, of, I don't know. Because it usually – there's both – I would say there's even amounts of people incarcerated and people not incarcerated who are looking for the transaction. OK. Yes. OK. That And that's that's absolutely fair and true. But I would say it's very rare that you get your non-prisoner scamming the other person for money. Yeah, for not for money. Yes. <laughs> right. For money want... specifically. Now, right. I mean, you know, I do think a lot of these relationships are transactional. Um, in nature, so they could be trying to scam them for something else, but you know, yeah, the money yeah. is it, so it, it makes me very curious. When did she know about this settlement? Like, did she know about it before? Like, when it was like, hey, my cousin knows this guy in prison who has a huge fucking settlement, and like, maybe you should send him your picture. Like, or is that something that came up later? Like, because she says that she literally led with. I'm spoiled. I get what I want. I like expensive things. Yeah. Although I do have to say something about her ring. So she said that she was given $5,000, um, you know, for her ring and she got to pick it out. Her ring did not look $5,000. It looked much more expensive. Like that ring mm-hmm. was big. And Yeah, but it wasn't, I, wasn't a solid rock though. Right. And I get that. She had a bunch of like little diamonds to make it clustered around to make it look like one big diamond. And there was right. a lot of like bling going on there. But I don't know. I feel like uh, lab created diamonds maybe. Right. Which is – I don't know. It, it definitely is – I don't know. I definitely don't think that – I'm not one who uh, you know goes for the lab created diamonds over other ones. Although that reminds me. Did you see that they – um. Did that. There was some sort of survey that came out that said like, oh, 80% of people prefer natural diamonds to lab-created diamonds. But could they um, even tell the difference? I feel yeah. like they well, couldn't. Well, guess, guess who did that survey? Oh, um, probably uh, De Beers or something. Yeah, it was De Beers. It was De Beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, I just looked it up. It was Andrea and LaMondre. LaMondre. I don't think oh. you were actually I wasn't no there no for that you one. definitely didn't watch them because they were on the season with Amber or uh, uh, with Puppy. Okay. Vince yeah. and Amber. Yeah. Fair. All right. Um okay. So other things with Chris and Gabby is her mom, her poor poor mother. Um I actually thought she gave really good advice. Um, and I think she approached it just the right way. I mean, Gabby is definitely 
hard headed and, you know, I'm going to get what I want. But it's just like her mom isn't even saying that, you know, she shouldn't be with Chris. That's not what she said, even though that's what she's thinking. Right. Yes. She's totally thinking that. Right. She's just saying just chill and relax. Why are you trying to rush? Why are you trying to do this day two? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It does make you wonder why some of these couples are so quick to like, we must get married immediately. Is it because you fear that the other person will just like leave if you don't and you need them to be like somewhat legally obligated to you? But even in that instance, like people don't feel that legal obligation anymore. I mean, divorce is pretty common. I mean, divorce is pretty common. And if you're afraid like, oh, if we don't get married right away, they're going to cheat on me, then they're going to cheat on you after you get married. Right, exactly. That's not going to change like who they are. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Okay, so Chris, I was very confused by his pictures. They showed us several pictures. He didn't look the same in like half the pictures. He looked like one dude who kind of looked chubby with these short kind of crazy dreads with these fat glasses and then uh-huh. you got some like skinny toned guy who's completely shaved head who's looking all like suave rapper dude i'm like is this the same guy and which version are we gonna get in the end yeah that's true i wonder if i mean a lot of people buff up in in prison people can slim down and buff up i was i was i was more in my head i was picturing that one picture they kept showing where he was like standing up with his glasses and like his like mini fro popping out thing that yeah. was like had the had the huge big part like right on the side right. like that's that was that was what I was picturing for Chris all the time. But you're right, he might be uh he might have shaved that down in prison. Can't maintain it. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, we'll see. Because usually I think you gain glasses in prison. You usually gain glasses them. in prison. Yeah. Well, you, because because you can't get contacts. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to maybe a shorter. Uh, segment with uh, Max and Tara. And mostly it's a shorter segment because we haven't really seen Tara yet. But Max is primping for his first video date with Tara. This includes trying on various outfits and flexing in front of the mirror. That makes sense since Max is a 24-year-old fitness model. He details to us his beauty routine, which consists of a lot of layers of different types of moisturizers. He just wants to be as optimal as possible. Max tells us that he was a chubby kid who was awkward and nicknamed Kinkles. He used that as motivation to get super ripped. Max has been cheated on in the past, so now he's looking for someone who is loyal and good-looking, obviously. Tara is 37 years old, and she's in prison for meth. Max Hmm. thinks there's a lot of potential, especially because Tara has bragged about her oral skills. Max really wants to see her on video chat because he doesn't have any recent pictures of her and her most recent mug shots are meh, but he isn't expecting much since, you know, it's just a mug shot. Max is anxiously refreshing his messages at the time of their meetup, waiting to hear from Tara. After 20 minutes, he gets the feeling he was stood up and he just gives up and closes his laptop. He's now wondering if she's a catfish. All right. Do you think that time has been kind to Tara, considering she's 37 years old and formerly a meth addict? And a meth addict, yeah. (laughs) A 37-year-old meth addict, so probably not. Going with with, no. And that's, I mean, also clearly what she's doing here. I mean, that seems pretty straightforward to me. Is like she doesn't look as good as she used to in her pictures. Right. And this dude's going to run off as soon as she sees her. Like. Now, because we've, we've seen people who have been worried about that before. Now, usually mm-hmm. it has to do with weight gain, too. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the, the meth thing is like, oh, man, does she have, like, meth mouth? Like, well, is that kind of – I mean, in the mug shots, I, I can't recall if she was um, smiling or not. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think the much mug shots gives you a good base of what you're working with, right? And yes. if he's okay with that, it can only get better from there. Yeah, I mean – Yes, it can only. But I mean, I could also understand why you would be like this literal fitness model guy is like, I'm not going to be good enough for him. Jeez. Like, that's yeah, not, you know, he's expecting too much, especially because like the, the messages started off like, did he send her the first message? Yes. Yeah. They showed that. Uh-huh. And it was something like, oh, I see that you love fitness. I love fitness, too. Oh, gosh. Which and is then like, it's like this fitness model. Yeah, and then it's like a fitness model, right? And you'd be like, um, I don't – not that kind of fitness. Especially – that's also is true. Like, I don't know. Like, that kind of bugs me. That's like one step above, hi, 
I heard you liked food. I also <laughs> like food. We have a lot in common. It's like, oh, that's how you, okay. You know, I'm glad that he kind of put it out there like his background of, you know, kind of being the chubby kid because I think it really kind of gives some insight as to, you know, maybe his um, in own personal insecurities. And I kind of find right. that, you know, people who, you know, were bullied a little bit or at least like teased and made fun of. As a kid, and we can assume, considering he was known as Kankles, you know, when he was growing up, that he was uh, teased and made fun of, that it's it's just that they have a very different view of, you know, partners. They might have high expectations, like they want them to be attractive, but then at the same time, they kind of have that, you know, deep insecurity where it's just like they just want to be loved. It almost you know, willing to lower standards more than you would think that someone like a fitness model would be into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of, and that's what you worry about. Like his, his he clearly has, like he built his physique out of insecurity. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, well, and also probably steroids. Now, God, I know, right? I was thinking that too. I was like, there's no way that is natural. No, 100% not. There's no way you get like those like veins and stuff that he had in everywhere. Oh, God. Without, no. He was no. very veiny, which to Ooh. me, I do think there is like to me, steroid uh, muscular is not attractive to me. I think any kind of over the top muscular. Yeah, I don't find his physique very, very attractive at all. Like, I mean, not that, you know, I'm a no. dude, but like no. I wouldn't. I don't I don't I don't get it. I think um, there's other things to be insecure of even present day for him because he I think I couldn't tell if you noticed, but he's wearing braces. Braces. Yep. So he has braces and he has I'm not sure if it's from the braces or other, but he has a bit of a lisp. Yeah. Yeah. It did, did notice some a little bit of like a speech impediment thing. Yeah. Um, going on. But yeah, so he built up this and that's what always that's what's always off putting to me is the Y shaped body. Yeah. When you just have legs that go straight up and then you're just you use, you use a Y. You're a Y. Right. Like your body is shaped like a Y. And I, I, and I mean, it's, it's not as uncommon as you might think. I've never gone into a gym and not seen that mm -hmm. and not seen somebody who had that same physique. Um, so, but it, it's, so I guess there's got to be people out there that, that are into it. But yeah, I mean, because he does that, all that he does for his skin, that's out of insecurity. Like, yeah. it's. It, it, there's a lot of it there. And, right, um, right. Yeah, getting stood up is not going to help it. No. Like, so what do you think the appeal of Tara is for Max? Like, <sighs> I'm sure there's yeah. other attractive inmates, right, that are maybe even closer to his age. True. Yeah. I, I You know, when you say that, because I didn't even catch – the large age difference, mm -hmm. like when I watch it, because because we didn't see Tara, I didn't think no, about we didn't like see her at all. She, yeah, right? but they popped and, up on the name card, so I, you right, know, right. Yeah. So that's a good question, because I mean, he did say on, and at the very beginning, I feel like they played a bunch of like Zoom calls, and I was like, oh, I think these were the audition videos, mm -hmm. right? And so they played the audition videos where he he said something to the effect of, I just like having the idea where I know it's a girl that's into me that can't leave her room. She's not going to cheat on me because she can't leave, which we've seen enough in this show to know that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, <laughs> yes. That's always something that I'm always like, what is, I thought prison was supposed to be more of a prison. It seems like they get to do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, we haven't had any like women come out of prison that haven't been like, Oh, I hooked up with all kinds of girls in prison. Like, yeah. I had access to drugs. Like, man. Right. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it, it is interesting that he's setting the standards so low. And I, I wonder if he's kind of doing that mental thing of being like, well, I want to be out of somebody's league. That way, like, it's more likely they won't cheat on me. They won't, they won't mess it up if I'm out of their league. Yeah, I think the problem with that, and we've seen this with so many couples that have actually been released, is yeah. they like the idea of, you know, being able to know where they are. And as soon as that they're released and it's like, you don't know where they are, that's when the, you know, the partner like freaks out, you know, mm -hmm. because it's like the trust isn't there outside of prison. And the right. only reason why the trust is there in prison is because it's enforced. Yeah. Like I know By they're others. locked in their room. I right. want to date someone who is grounded. That is yeah. the perfect idea. Yeah. Like 
the state has kept is keeping tabs on them for me. So right. fantastic. So I just I don't know, but I think you're I don't know if this one, you know, we talked about the last one being on for a long time. This one seems like it might be a little more short lived. Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, so I'm going to go to Indian Harry. <laughs> so we start off in, and this is the Marylander in me, what is clearly Baltimore, even <laughs> though it's labeled as being Beltsville. Anyway, I can already tell the geography of this one is just going to drive me crazy unless until she goes to Ohio. <laughs> we see Indy, who's 29, parking and her telling her partner, Harry, that she's going to visit a psychic who is named an Iris. And we won't forget that because that name comes up. A oh, lot. quite a bit. So she wants an iris to tell her what the prospects are for the future of his relationship. Indy tells us that she's an impulsive person, which is evidenced by how she reached out to this guy in prison after seeing him on a TikTok video looking for love. So that was eight months ago, and they've never seen each other in real life. But she does call him her spiritual husband. God. Because they got married through letters or whatever that means. <sighs> that comes up again later, too. Spiritual. Oh, jeez. Anyway, we she gets into an iris who is introduced to her through her fer- therapist, which, sidebar, what the fuck kind of therapist refers you to a psychic? Yeah. I need more details on that this therapist. That was very odd. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> so anyway, back to the story. Indy says that uh, an iris is always spot on and asks her, like, when is he getting out? And do you see marriage in our future? So Iris says it looks like he's getting out sooner rather than later, like within a month. And that she also sees a move to, I don't know, maybe like Ohio, which, wow, that's exactly where he is right now. Anyway, so Indy is worried, how's that going to work? How am I going to move to Ohio within a month? Because her family is not going to take it well. So then she leaves and after Iris, she, you know, tells us her whole um, situation. She has a nine-year-old daughter named Nala who lives with her father and a four-year-old named Nakoa who lives with her. So she goes to the park to pick up Nakoa who is with Indy's sister, Nini. So Nini starts the first mention of an iris with just a Hall of Fame skeptical face. <laughs> and uh, Indy tells her, you know, she's supposed to move to Ohio because an iris said so. And she's definitely going to do it. And, and Nini has lots of questions like – why do you think this guy's going to come through? How do you know him? And it's all – all the answers to all of him are just because Aniris said it would work out <laughs> and it would be fine. Aniris told me that. Anyway, the biggest concern she has right now isn't even actually moving or the logistics of it, but just telling mom about the planned move. Because as skeptical as Nini is about this, she says mom is even more worse and is even more combative. So the plan is to tell her at a family game night tomorrow, which Indy is super nervous about. So we jump ahead to family game night and it looks like all the siblings and uncles and everybody is there just before mom as Indy is preparing dinner. This seems like a regular occurring night for them so it's not like everyone is expecting big news. But Nini knows it's coming and she's very excited for mom to get there and for the fireworks (laughs) to start. So they kind of drop to everyone that there is some news that's going to happen but they don't share what it is and just keep everybody out of a loop. Um, And then Indy does a shot and pours herself some wine. So her mom, Yolanda, comes home after a tough day as a PI and bounty hunter as in a, and is in a foul mood because she had to jack somebody up today. Like, what's these people's problems? <laughs> so after Yolanda gets showered and changed or whatever, Indy sits the – it was weird. Indy sits the whole family down on a single couch. Oh, God. <laughs> Everyone is sitting on the same couch to get the news. So Yolanda clearly doesn't – already doesn't like this hairy situation and makes snarky comments during the announcement. When she says that – she is moving her and Nakoa to Ohio within the month. Yolanda just goes, no, 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 no. Takes another drink and then asks what's probably the most obvious question. She's Indy says Harry's getting her shit together and she's like, well, why can't he get his shit together here in Merlin? And I say it like that because that's my my people, Merlin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so and now – so now she's pissed off because she's going to have to P.I. this guy's ass and find out what's wrong with him. Yep, she is. So – then they uh, start going back and forth, and it just is kind of them shouting the word Ohio. Ohio, I got to go to Ohio. Why are you got to go to Ohio for Ohio, Ohio? <laughs> anyway, this goes until until Indy mentions the spiritually married thing, oh, and then her uncle was like, whoa, whoa, stop. What's that mean? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to explain that. So 
Her explanation involves invoking ancestors and spirit guides, and she basically says they're married all but legally, which, as you'll note, is the only thing that actually matters for being married. Right. So at this point, Harry calls, and she hops out of the room just as everyone is trying to keep get a word into her. So she tells him what happened, and he reassures her that things will be fine, and years down the road, they'll understand before time runs out on their talk. So... Is he getting out of jail in a month or not? Was that like actual information she had or is she just going by what the spirit said? I think she just takes Aniris's stuff and just runs with it. And honestly, I don't really – I didn't think that Aniris said that Harry was – that she needed to move to Ohio. I thought Aniris said like big changes are going to happen for you next month. Don't then she said, I see a move. I see a move. And maybe I'm t- I'm hearing I'm hearing Ohio. Oh, which gosh. I mean, okay, so I 100 percent think that Indy just doesn't realize what she says to Aniris. And Aniris yeah. just like keeps notes and is like, boyfriend in Ohio. And then right. later is like, I'm hearing Ohio. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, she's always so spot on. <laughs> um, but I mean, she's like taking whatever she says as like word. You know, like she yes. told her, like the family was asking, well, how do you even know this is a serious relationship? He's like, Aniris told me it was serious. It's like, shouldn't your boyfriend be the one who's telling you it's serious? <laughs> Not some random third party person like that was yes. just so bizarre to me. I don't know. Yeah, I think this was... is a bad idea. And I don't understand who her spirit guide was. Who was her ancestral spirit guide who told her that? Who's basically their witness that witnessed her saying her vows. Yeah. Which one was it? Which ancestor? Like if it's, if it's her ancestor, then it's everybody else's ancestor too, right? That were all related there. Yeah. Like I don't know whose ghost, whose ghost they got to call up and be like, dude, what the fuck? Like who's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the family for a minute. I love Indy's mom. <laughs> she is such a badass. <laughs> okay. So. Here's the thing about Indy's mom that I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, th- this this is the family. This this family is from my area, right? Yes. It's from like I, I teach down the road from Beltsville. It's not very okay. far at all. I know a thousand people that are exactly like Indy's really? mom. Really? Like that is what PG County is I like. I like her. <laughs> yes. Like these are the people I work with like that. So, oh, well, you just, he's going to get her. I'm, I'm going to let you go on then. Like that kind of stuff <laughs> I've taught with – like literally had to like look at my contacts. Like have I ever worked with a Yolanda? Because this seems like <laughs> everybody I work with, this lady. Oh, yeah. I mean she just looked like a badass when they were like – and I it was a very staged clip of her like running around a house like, you know, trying to roll up on someone. But I was like, yeah, she she does. She looks like – I'd be scared of her. <laughs> it's, yeah. Very much the looks of our, our like security and like principals. There's a lot of people in my school that look like her. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And roll up like that, doing that same thing. Why have these people got to be giving me too much of a hard time? They know <laughs> I'm coming to get their ass. Like. Yeah, but th- speaking of um, giving people a hard time, I feel like maybe the kids need to be a little bit more disciplined. We haven't met the kids yet. Well, other – yeah, I guess we did. Uh, Nicola – we saw her on the swing. But did you yeah, notice saw, yeah. behind where the family was sitting at family game night, drawings all over the wall? Nicola oh. went to town drawing on the wall. <laughs> I was like, is that a pencil picture like back there? I was like, Fair. oh, it's over there too. Like Nicola really went crazy back there. Yeah. And it's always – it is always concerning when someone has one of their two kids. Yeah. And, and it's not like, oh, you know, my – my older daughter, daughter Nala, we share custody, and my mm-hmm. younger one lives with me. It wasn't that; it was she lives with her dad, and this one lives with me. Yeah, they have two different dads, though, right? Yeah, two different dads. Two different dads. It's not like they each took one kid, right? It's and like for some reason, I feel like that's not definitely not an American thing, but I feel like in other countries on these shows that we see, that's like a little bit more common. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll take just, one, you take the other, and we'll call it even. Yeah, so it sounds like the Nala thing is definitely like the the dad was like, okay, I'm taking the kid, like you, and then the other one was like, whatever, you're gonna, I don't care, like you know what I'm saying, like it, yeah. it matters about who the dad was, um, but yes, it's always a, 
That's always something. And maybe we'll hear more about it later. I hope we do, actually. Yeah. But, okay, so my takeaway from that, and maybe it's definitely a big reach, um, is that Nicola may be a handful. Yeah. And how is Indy going to do this on her own? It already seems like she is relying on her family quite a bit as it is, as Nini was taking look, uh, looking after her as she went to the psychic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely got the impression, too, because she said it. I'm taking Nakoa with me. And Yolanda was like, you're taking my baby. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. She was. So I I get the impression that she's very involved as well. And it's like, I don't know how you think you're going to do that up in Ohio with this guy who. okay, And he's young. Yeah, he's young. he's young. He's young to even be thinking about, you know, it's like and we, we talked about this, too. Like they kind of like are almost like frozen in time in terms of maturity of when they went in. Yeah, definitely. The theme. So uh-huh. it's like you're going to be a dad or act as a father figure. Right. And he's got that. OK, I, I maybe I don't want to step on cultural toes or anything, but that hairstyle that he has. Right. The one if he's fine, we saw him a couple hairstyles. Right. Mm-hmm. We saw him when he did his TikTok. He had like. Long flowing hair that kind of came out from the, the, the right the sides or whatever, and we saw him with that other one. But then we keep seeing with the new one that style where you have like you put all your hair into like three braids and oh, one's yeah. like halfway in the front. Yeah, and I, was yeah. like, I that is the stupidest looking hairstyle. <laughs> I can get down with a lot of different. I was gonna say, is it the spacing of where they are that's problematic yes. for you? <laughs> okay, so you're just like it's not symmetric. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. If you had like two or three, like in the back, or it was a thing, but it's effective one, and they just kind of come out in all these, in like yes. three random directions. Sure. Or if it was like a bunch, like people with dreads or braids and stuff that are all over, I that's fine. I have no problem with right. that. But the one where it's just like. But it's like a child did your hair. Yes. 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 Okay. It, that's it. what it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to uh, tie in X. X meaning replacement variables. <laughs> but today will be hobby. <laughs> okay, so we meet Ty, a 37-year-old mortician, which was unique. Uh, mm-hmm. A single mom who we first meet trying to wrangle her two kids. Ty is looking for a man who is educated but hood, not fat but not too fit, and of course has kids themselves so they can relate to her mom life. Ty says she was using dating sites for prisoners because she was lonely. This is where she met Hottie, who is a local rapper who went to prison for drug trafficking. They've been dating for seven months, and Ty is ready to marry him. Hottie calls her, and they're talking when Ty gets another call from a different phone. She lies to Hottie and tells him that she left the stove on, so just hold on one second. And she takes the other call. The other call was from BB or Ricky who is also in prison for drug trafficking, and they've been dating for four years. Jeez. They make arrangements to video chat later on. So she hangs up with Bibi, and then she gets back on the phone with Hottie and tells him that, oh, she burned her noodles and she needs to air out of her house, so she's got to go. We then see Ty's vision boards, which seems more like a graphic organizer to all the men she's currently dating, which appears to be a lot. She's juggling a lot. Mm -hmm. And they're all at different phases because they move to different boards depending on which dating phase they're on. That's correct. Yes. Yes. It's a very complicated system. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we find out uh, when Ty was a kid, her dad moved away and there were a lot of phone calls and letters and pictures. And in a weird way, talking to all these inmates in the same way brings her some kind of comfort and and, you know, means intimacy to her. Ty then gets a mysterious call, and she tells us that this blocked number has been calling for weeks and not saying anything. Ty gets mad and then calls out the other caller, who then finally speaks up and says she's Hottie's girl. Ty starts yelling and she's uh, take that she's taking care of Hottie as the woman says that Hottie has been her man for 12 years and he's just using her. Mm-hmm. Ty Ty finds that hard to believe since Hottie doesn't have time for other women since he's talking to her all the time. Hottie then calls and Ty's like, oh, perfect, and merges the call. And we find out that the woman's name is Boston. And they obviously know each other, Hottie and Boston. Ty then hangs up on both of them. Ty doesn't want to get played because even though she has other men, Hottie is her number one. All right. So any predictions on who this Boston is and her relationship with Hottie? 
I mean, it's probably exactly like it sounds. He's probably talking to multiple women the same way that she's talking to multiple win- men. Yeah. And Boston figured it out. Like, like I don't, I, I, I don't know that there's anything more complex to it than that. Like, it's just scammers going to get scammed, man. Like, like I don't get it. Like, it, so, but I, this is what I, because that's what I don't get. I don't get how she's that uh, mad, right? About that it. upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and doesn't immediately throw it in his face. You'd be like, "Well, you see another woman. Well, guess what? Like, <laughs> you should take I'm a look t- at my vision board." Yeah, right. Because like, it just, it just, it's, it's just that. And I wouldn't say it's like necessarily hypocrisy. It is though, mm-hmm. because how dare you talk to other women? I'm currently talking to eight to ten other men a week. Right. Like. And so, yeah, it, it's just that she just is mad. She's mad that she thought she was the player and she got played. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you really think he's her number one? And what does that mean to her then? What does that even mean? Like, because the one I was confused about was was Ricky or BB, right? Yeah. Because she talked about him. He's in for 40 years. Yeah. There's not like a future there. Right. But she's still keeping him around. So you know? I think that's why she justifies it, right? And who knows? Hottie might be the number one because he's getting out the soonest. Yeah, he might be. He might be. Like it just – yeah, I'm sorry. You can't it, – it's it's one of those things. You're like, yeah, they might be your number one, but somebody else moved up on the draft board, man. Like <laughs> they, they picked him number one too. Like sorry. Right. Like it, especially the way she plays that, right? The way she plays, she has her little like – you know, array of men that she has on the side wall that is like, oh, it's a horse race. Somebody has moved up in the pecking order and now we have – this is my number one man and my number two man and my number three man. They moved to the calendar. Right. This one, oh, they got bumped off the calendar. And it's I like – It makes me wonder if she's even capable of having like a real life like physical boyfriend who's on the outside that, you know, she would be able to like see every day or even live with. I can't imagine she would no. like she she likes this. She likes playing this game better because because how is she going to have that? He's going to walk into that room and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, walk yeah. back out. and the people I feel actually who have felt with bad for that room, which she had just wide open and unlocked. And she has her three daughters living with her. Oh, gosh, I know. Right. Oh, my God. Could you imagine coming into your mom's room and seeing her like crazy conspiracy theory string board of men that she's organizing like oh my god yeah sounds terrible yeah i have no idea how she would explain that to her kids yeah and the the other thing too is you know maybe i mean i wouldn't say maybe i am a bad liar and maybe that just is because i don't do the things like her like why did she make up this intricate oodles of noodles burning and there's yeah. smoke in my things? I know. It, and like, how fast she was to lie. I was like, oh, God, this this lady's she trouble. She had that thing she locked was, and yeah, loaded. She was, yeah, she came up with that so quick. And she tried to, you know, not that she tried. She was pretty convincing. And, yeah, that just always concerns me. Like, oh, pathological liar. Yeah, it comes too get, easy oh, to Absolutely. You. It came way too easy mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, totally. Like she she lies. I She probably – yeah, pathological. Like people who lie when you're like, why did you even lie? There was no reason not to tell the truth there. But you yeah. lied anyway. Like, yeah. yeah, very concerning. All right. So who was your student of the week given our five couples we were introduced to? I would my my PG County girl Yolanda, man. Yeah, like, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Oh. Um, there were people that like didn't do anything wrong. Like I would say Max didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, just Max. I don't like Max vibe. Yeah, I don't like yeah, him. Yeah, he's not a likable character at this point in time. Right, and I we I would can't do anything with Tara. We didn't see her. Right. right? Right. And there's other people there's not enough information for. So the people we had enough information for, yes, I liked her the best. Okay. So out of the people we did have information for, who was your dunce? Ty. I went with Ty as well. I, how do you not go with Ty? Like just everything, everything was just a You're going to get whole... mad for someone lying to you when you've been lying to them? Yeah. that. Well, those are the people that get the most mad, man. Like, oh, that, that, that drives me nuts too. Like liars, when you accuse them of lying, will get way madder about it 
than somebody who was telling you the truth. Well, actually, that's also she. Did, she didn't even get mad at Hottie, and that also bothers me too. Yes. Is oh, when yeah, yeah, you totally. know the person, the partner that's being cheated on, and the um, you know the side whoever. When they go at it with each other, it's like, you shouldn't be mad at each other. You should be mad at the partner who is That woman made no promises to you, did not lie to you at all, had nothing to do with you. The the one you should be mad at is the one who's cheating on you, not this other person. Like, uh, yeah, I don't get that either. Yeah. All right. uh, What about your life lesson? Um, So my life lesson, we we kind of actually touched on it, but that's it. A, A settlement that you win is not a lottery ticket yeah it's not a drawing it it they literally gave you the the settlement because you had bills to pay right like there was shit for you to pay shit that cost you money that happened and you you can't just treat it like it's free money and even if it is free even it is bonus money it's like do something useful with it you can't just be like well i didn't have it before so i'm just gonna frivolously spend it on whatever right especially if it's like a black hole of attorney fees for your prison boyfriend oh my god let me just give it to oh yeah that's how i want to i want to give it to a lawyer that's who i want my money to go to yeah (laughs) oh goodness so kind of going along the lines of that my life lesson is you don't need a bmw to live I don't know why <laughs> Indy thought that was – or not Indy. Um, Gabby thought Gabby. that that was like uh, a requirement for living. So if you really think that, you should re- seriously you, you reevaluate should your priorities in yeah. life. Yeah, you should look out like Toyotas, Hondas, <laughs> anything. Yeah, all, go, right? all appropriate. We'll get you from point A to point B if you need to have oh, it for a job. Yeah. She might have got a deal. Who knows? But but you it's, know. I mean, it's the way she said it. She because she was going through the list of stuff, and she didn't just say a car. And we right. saw a picture of a BMW in the back. She was like a BMW car. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, she's between, she's like, being groceries. showy. Yeah, she's yeah. being showy on purpose. So you know, right. The motivation is uh, not there. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Uh, so we will be back with this group next week, as far as we know. And as far as we know, yep. Yeah, hopefully we'll have an update next time about exactly when Love After Lockup starts. But until then, we'll uh, cover Love During Lockup. All right, sounds good. Okay, See everybody until then. then. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.